Welcome to live action Star Wars. I'm James. I'm Ralph. <laughs> that still gets you, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> I see. I the, do I see the sound? What the sound effect is? The, the, like the flicker sound? No, I don't think so. The, it's a. Uh, um, I just got it out of. Uh, what is it? Final Cut. It's oh, yeah. a. Um, it's in like an ice skate. Like it's. Oh a, wow! <laughs> it's oh, I guess it's skate. like yeah, like yeah, yeah. I can hear it now. Huh? That's cool. <laughs> You're yeah. a regular Ben Burt. Um, yeah. Who who is not in this documentary? And it's very sad. Um, he yeah. doesn't really do it anymore. Uh, today we are talking about the Skywalker Legacy, the making of documentary for the Rise of Skywalker. Uh, last right. time, two weeks ago, we did the the behind the scenes for the Last Jedi, and it made me want to compare and contrast it with this one. Uh, yeah. Again, like like that episode, we we are primarily talking about the behind the scenes. We have talked about this movie before, so yeah, we're talking about the behind the scenes of it, right? Um, I this I like the way this documentary is set up. Um, it's, and, it reminded me a lot of our episode where it's a celebration, right? Exactly, yeah. and, but also like it has like behind the scenes footage and interviews from the older film like the yeah. original trilogy films yeah and a lot of that stuff stuff i haven't seen before i was gonna say it almost feels like cut stuff from the uh from star wars the jedi documentary that we covered a while yeah. back like yeah. the which was ostensibly like the the documentary that came out around the same time as return of the jedi maybe a little bit after that was being made concurrently with that film and them at that time. So there's a lot of Mark Hamill and Carrie in particular talking about how this is the end. This is the close of it all. And yeah, they, they splice in a lot of that stuff and it's really, it's a, it's a nice framing mechanism and it's, it's what sort of sold this documentary to me. It's the most uh, poetry. They rhyme sort of documentary like to the point where they're talking about the giant snake and they cut to uh mark hamill or anthony daniels talking about uh, working with jabba like they're talking about giant creatures and then later they're talking about small creatures like babu frick and then they cut to stork freeborn talking about yoda and how small yoda was and how it's hard servos and yeah yeah so like from that standpoint it's really good um, I think it's a little long. It <laughs> I is. Didn't I, realize. I didn't realize either. I, I fired it up yesterday and um, why I'm now not working nights. I don't have as much time to to watch stuff <laughs> during the day. Right. Um, so I, I was like, oh, okay. It's this documentary, maybe like an hour, hour and a half or something. And I, yeah, I, I fired it up and I was like, oh, this is a full two hour long thing. Um, it's longer than Star Wars. Yeah, that's it's longer than the Empire Strikes Back. Oh, it's that's too four much. minutes shorter than Return of the Jedi. Unbelievable. It's yeah, it was I long. Mean, it, it was long. long. Um and at first I was a bit taken aback by it. I didn't love it at first because it felt very puffy. It felt like uh we we talked Propaganda. about like yeah like the or Rise feature, of Skywalker like a two hour version of a featurette that you get these days as opposed to a proper documentary and yeah two weeks ago when we talked about um the director and the Jedi 
we were saying how raw it was and how good it was and how they weren't afraid to show the warts and all of it all and how not everyone was happy making that production. And I, I feel like in the same way that in a lot of ways, this film was a reaction to that film. This documentary feels like a reaction to that documentary where it's like, we will not have anyone on camera unless they are smiling, unless they are happy, unless they are talking about how much fun they're having. Um, and I mean, maybe they're all just really good actors, but it, you get it from the behind the scenes people as well who aren't actors. Everyone did look like they were having a blast making this film. Yeah. Even John Boyega. Um, who... yeah, yes. I, and that's why that's... like some of, some of the stuff that he said afterwards and, and um, Oscar Isaac as well, who, who was like, I'll only come back if I need another house. Like, it's it's like guys you i think you had fun you you all seemed yeah. to love doing it um yeah i i don't know i don't know how they feel i don't know what's changed in their minds i don't know if they maybe took the criticisms of this film a bit too harsh um there are flaws there are flaws in it there are flaws in the film there are flaws in those two's in particular character development and lack thereof or like that they did miss a boat i think with some of their stuff but still look they were having a great time doing it yeah yeah um james halford is here says the last that i was crafted with love rise skywalker was a scramble to fix something that wasn't broken in the first place um it's tough man uh we've we've talked about last jedi versus rise of skywalker um and it's one of those things where it's like yeah i don't think there's anything broken as far as the story goes with uh, the last jedi i think mm. where we left was a good spot mm. uh, i think everything in it was pretty good there's some overlong stuff in there that's kind of it's not necessary stuff that definitely could have been trimmed to get the runtime down to a more star wars length Mm-hmm. as opposed to the two and a half hour thing. Uh, but as far as picking up where they left off, it just might've been a struggle to try to figure out where you go from a group of uh, resistance people on the Millennium Falcon. And that's it. But I mean, the same could be said with going from force awakens into the last Jedi um, yeah. with the, the Ray handoff of the lightsaber, you're, you're sort of, you're left in an impossible situation of how do you follow that moment? Yeah. I feel like with, going from the last Jedi into this, they, I, I remember at the time everyone was like, well, how long is going to be, how long is it going to be? Is it going to be immediate again? Is it going to be a couple of years? Is it going to be five years? Is it going to be 10 years and Ray's rebuilt everything? Like, how is it going to play out? Right. They ended up going with, I think it was a year, like almost like a year. Um, right. I think one of the things I, though, with, with this, with this movie. Yeah. Um, that's brought up, right off the bat is this is the end of this trilogy. Yeah. Also the end of it, it's the end of all nine. Yeah. So you gotta, you, you, uh, you, you gotta have this, you know, big closure with the good guys are going to trilogy people with, and, and who can you, who can you possibly have from the prequels? show up in this movie to yeah. tie it all together and it's like i guess palpatine's really the only one he's yeah. the one that talked about cheating death yeah. he's the one that talked about darth plagueis um uh he's the one that set up 
cloning facilities. Like it's one of those things where it's like, I do wonder. He's I the, he's kind of the obvious choice when you think of it as a nine episode story. Yeah, yeah. Because Palpatine is in you know well now in five of the six original trilogy movies. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess he was always in five of the six. Um, yep. he, it was just it was just Ian McDermott got put into yeah, yeah, yeah to replace the other Palpatine, and his presence looms large in Star Wars. Mm. And it kind of makes the most sense yeah. that it's, Palpatine it's, it's, would be the guy. Yeah, I I don't. I've never I've never disliked the fact that Palpatine's in it. Yeah. Uh, I remember finding out long before it was announced that Ian McDermott was going to be there, um, and and thinking that that yeah, was really exciting and really interesting and really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I do wonder now. We've we've talked about it whenever we talked about the live action stuff. How it feels like between the Mandalorian cloning stuff and the Bad Batch and some of the stuff in all of these shows, like there's, mm-hmm. it's they've there's sort of there is an element of that storytelling where they're trying to explain the somehow of it all, and I do wonder if if that stuff came out say between eight and nine or like long before that right. trilogy, if they'd done it chronologically yeah. essentially. I, I do wonder how people would have reacted to this. You you leave this movie exactly as it is. You just release all that stuff first, which probably wasn't written, probably is written in, in reaction. Right. But right. like hindsight, like you sort of, you retcon it all yeah. around, you change it all around and you, you release it in that order. And I wonder how people would react. I wonder if people were like, oh, it's all right. bullshit. It, uh, it's crap. I hate it. Like, because... Star Wars never comes out in the order that we want it to come out or the order that we expect it to come out. So who cares? Just look back on it and go, oh, now I put all of these pieces together and doesn't this jigsaw look great? As opposed to going, well, that piece over there doesn't work and this piece down here doesn't work. But yeah. Yeah. And James, James Halford, he clarifies that he's not trolling. Uh, he just loves the first two movies of the sequel trilogy, and he said that Rise of Skywalker, Skywalker was such a letdown, and that the making of Doc, which we watched, is a puff piece. I agree that I, agree. I felt like this was like, listen, people didn't care for it. Let's explain where we were coming from. Yeah, um, I think uh, it, it, uh, a lot of people bash on uh, Chris Terrio. I think this documentary shows like tells us like hey listen this is kind of what what we're going for this is what we have to do they're also pick it, picking up the pieces for Colin Trevorrow mm-hmm. um you know that whole thing and they the the i think the problem is with all of the disney era every single last one of them is they get these release dates and they hold to yes. them and they don't give themselves enough time to sit down and think about this. Yeah. It's rush, rush, rush. Yeah. And a rush, 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 I think works well with like a Rogue One, where you're telling just one story and it's a self-contained thing and you just, you know the ending and you just kind of want, mm. and I think it lends to sort of the energy of Rogue One. They released five Solo. movies in four years. Like it's, it's not, yeah. it's, it's too that's, much. That's too many. Yeah. Um, when George made Star Wars uh, after he was done, then he started thinking about the sequel. What became Empire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he gave himself three years to do that. Yep. A year, maybe a year to write and figure it out. A year for production and a year for post production. Mm. Um, 
and I know that post-production is now streamlined these days where the, where the, where you can get to the point where you can design worlds yeah. and fully render worlds before shooting so that they're ready for you on the stage, which is uh, and the volume. It's all well and good, but take, take their time with it as well. But, like don't rush this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like Disney got Star Wars yeah, and Lucasfilm yeah. and we're very excited and really wanted to get stuff out and they just like boom, here's the thing here's the thing we're going to do let's just go um you know I, it's, it's it so is one of those things that gives me hope about the the movies that we've had announced now like this year's batch of announcements the celebration three announcements yeah. because okay we we're now at a point of like oh god i believe it when i see it because they've announced so many projects and so many of them most of them haven't come to any sort of fruition um, yeah. but now with these three, there was an, an article in variety today or yesterday yeah. that was like, they're, they're still on track. They're still going. Uh, Daisy Ridley believes that her one is up at bat next. Basically that's going to be the next one in production. Watching this made me so excited for that one. Me too. Um, and, and then with Dave Filoni getting his promotion to chief creative yeah. officer is like his movie is a, a, a surefire thing. That's like, yeah. But when, what are your uh, thoughts on the, man- that, by the, the way. mangled one? I'm not so sure, but again, like I'm excited if it happens, I'd love to see it. But I think, I don't know. I think the fact that they've got them all and they're working on them and they've like, we will announce a release date when we have a release date when we know. Like, I, I'd be fine with them in production, like in post-production, and then they announce a release mm-hmm. date. Like, if it's May, if it's celebration in May or April in May, and they say it's coming this Christmas, or even if it's the next Christmas sort of thing, like that, mm-hmm. fine. I've got no problem with that because at that point, like, it's tangible. There's something there. Yeah. Um. What, what were you saying? What, what do I think about the... Filoni. Filoni movie. No, just oh, Filoni the, being the the C what is COO. Chief Creator. Oh, no, C- yeah. CCO. CCO, yeah. yeah. Um I oh, great. It's it's nice to have a, a unifying person in that sense, in that role. And right. he's he's kind of been doing it, but not with the oversight that he now has. Like I read the article and his his right. interview was like, I've been I've I've been doing this, but after. Like I've sort of been able to come well, in um yeah I, uh, yeah i'm i'm kind of mixed about it mm. i can um, see why i, like I, what, I know your your I feelings like what, on some of the stuff i like what dave filoni does for dave filoni's stuff yes so this is something now this is and this is the thing is i i feel like he's kind of in a position where he's essentially like a kevin feige type of person it seems like that's what they be want. like listen this is how we're gonna do it but here's my thing I don't want everything wrapped up into canon like Marvel. Mm. I'm kind of done with Marvel. Mm. Um, I, I didn't watch Loki. I didn't go see the Marvels. I don't even know what's coming down the road, but nothing has me excited because uh, the things I like are Taika's Thor movies. I think Taika's great and he's a yep. singular voice and he yep. stands out in his movie stand out. I don't know if he's going to do another Thor. People shit on him and turn their back. I think, on him he's, for some I think he said it. If I he don't does, know. It's so far away. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, James Gunn, mm. who also was a standout director, did his own thing and was made really interesting movies. Yeah. Now, with when I see, when I think of Filoni in charge, 
the first thing I think of is Ahsoka. I feel like that's the one he had control it's over his... the most. Yeah, and sure. it, I think Favreau's name might have been on it, but you can tell it's Filoni. Yeah, if it is, it's, it's one of those Favreau ones where it's like, it's just because he sort of bought the TV. Yeah, if you look at the TV. unboxing, if you look at the uh, Ahsoka toy unboxings and uh, Filoni shows uh, Favreau the ghost, the Lego yeah. version of the ghost, and he yeah. pulls out the Phantom and turns to Filoni, or Filoni turns to Favreau and says, uh, did you know they did that? Like, it, yeah. it feels like Favreau wasn't involved. He would have no, known that the Phantom yeah. comes out of ghost. Um, Here's my issue. If we're taking Ahsoka as the example of Filoni's Star Wars, mm-hmm. he's got to really look at the people he's choosing to direct. I think Rick Famuyiwa is not good. I, I think he's a good director, uh, maybe not a great Star Wars director. I yeah. think there's one, yeah, I think there's one episode that he directed that I liked, which is the yeah. second Mayfield one, the one where... Yes. Uh, yeah. Where Mayfield and and Mando dresses the, the helmet reveal like that yeah the yeah 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 great episode um I think I think that episode is terrific that the seismic charges yeah. um that episode mm-hmm. uh, the others I don't really care for including especially the finales of Mandalorian season three and Ahsoka season yep. one yep. really really fell flat so if Filoni is making decisions like directing and stuff. Let's get Steph Green, who has proven yeah. time and time again that she's doing the best Star Wars on TV. Bryce Dallas Howard, who I think yep. is currently the best Star Wars director out there. And then he could yeah. do stuff himself. But I, I want him to really sort of... If they, announce, if they announce either of those two as the director of the movie that he's writing, I'd be over the moon. I think that'd be really right. fun and really nice and a, like especially as his movie is in that time frame it's where they've played like they know a, yeah. probably a lot of the cast uh who are in that it would be it'd be really good um yeah but my, I'm really my, i would love my... i would love more solos and rogue ones i yeah. don't want it all tied into a big thing no. um it's one of the reasons why i like michael's werewolf by night it's yeah. not tied to shit it has yep. nothing to do with anything if i want to go watch it i could just pop it on um, I don't want to watch. Yeah. I don't want to watch the Marvels. Um, and I guess Secret Invasion or the show Secret Secret Invasion, like had nothing to do with the Marvels. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Um. I I think it's very interesting that this this is happening and he's sort of getting this level of control, assuming that like basically Andor's pretty much done at this point. It's done. It's if it's not fully in the can it's it's like so close to being done that anything that he's going to do is not going to like that's go a, in and change that's a perfect example but that's a singular like if voice he needs, to, if tony he needs to oversee something get tony gilroy yeah. get someone like tony gilroy and be like okay you're going to do your own thing what are you doing what are you pitching if there's anything he could add to it great but yeah. just let him go do it that's it's additive, cool. not changing. And I yeah. mean, he said that in the interview. We'll we'll wait and see how it plays out in real life. But that is what he said. He's like, I don't want to be. Yeah. I want to find the right people. Like that's more yeah. his his goal yeah. there. And Carrie Beck is still sort of basically the person in charge of hiring these people. Yeah. So hopefully, it'll be a, a nice collaborative process. I feel like as far as Star Wars goes, um, you can get anybody you want. Yeah, 
you can get anybody you want. Um, I, I want to say that Tyka's still working on his. He, um, again, uh, there's been updates recently, like all this sort of post-strike people are willing to talk again. And because it's been a while, everyone's asking these questions about projects that are sort of yeah. lingering. And I think he said, yeah, I'm, I'm still working on it. People will probably hate me for it. Um, but it's, it's, it's going to come yeah. down the line. He's got like three other movies first. Um, yeah. it's, it's, I think his is in a similar boat to Ryan Johnson's, where it's like, they've got it. It's not dead. It's just, it will happen if and when it happens, but they, they've got other priorities that they want to Ryan Johnson got a huge deal from Netflix to yeah. do the Benoit Blanc movies. So. Yeah, exactly. And, and he loves doing that. And that to, yeah. It's... And he gets to tell whatever story he wants with like, without the oversight of IP, it's his sort of thing. So yeah. 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 So fair play to him, but yeah. And I'm, I'm, I, you know, if it's, I know that Filoni's still going to be working with Kathleen Kennedy, and I think that's mm -hmm. great. Yep. Um, it's just like she doesn't have to be involved with in the any creative. sort of the creative side, um, uh, which is fine. I don't know how much she is it's, involved it's, with the creative side, but but it will be nice to sort she of have to find a, people and I like and people yeah. have worked with her. She's been in the business for so long; she's so well established and known yeah. that, especially in like genre stuff. So if that's what her her again, role is, then great, that's good. Again, if they if they if she calls any director on the planet, they're going to take the call. Yeah. Um, whether they agree or say yes or not, that's a different story. But I mean, they're all going to have the meeting. Like they're all going to take the call. They're all going to discuss yeah. it at least. Like yeah. yeah, of course, of course. Um, was, it's <laughs> it's it's cool. It's interesting. My 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 worry was it as a book and comic reader primarily the books and stuff was like oh if, if he's in control of everything there it's like how much control is he going to have over that because that's not an area that he's played in and yeah. the stuff that they do there is really good and i don't want it meddled with so that it has to link in as you said you don't want the the marvel of mm. marvelization of it i want i want something like the high republic to be its own thing tell its own story yeah. That yes, in the acolyte, yeah. it's set in that era, and made that, I think there's a couple of characters from these books that are old enough to be in that series. That's cool. Doesn't do anything to this story that we know yeah. of yet. But I I like that separation. Uh, yeah. So to to have that, great. Um, we'll see. I guess we'll we'll have to wait and see. But on the whole, I think it's it's a good move. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can see that there will be hopefully a long-term game plan and set just, in place, and I just don't want. One. It's positive news, and it's news like this that makes me go, "Oh, good. Maybe next year we're going to go in, like they're going to go into production with one of these films." Like at this yeah. point, that's all I'm looking for is like they're shooting, like that'd be fine yeah. for me. Yeah. yeah, and not just because I've got a friend in editorial who's I've... really struggling for work at the moment and is like yeah. would be nice. He works at Pinewood, and let's let's get ed paid because ed, ed wait so work. he works at pine like he works at pinewood studios proper like yeah yeah okay so if i go and visit you yeah would ed be able to get me on into pinewood studios to walk around and possibly, <sighs> possibly. get anywhere I mean, near the 007 stage 
I've, I've done that. I've, I didn't take a picture of it. I felt really bad when I left. I went and I was in the audience for a, a, a game show, Taskmaster. If anyone watches Taskmaster, I think it's shown over there as well. Um, Sounds familiar, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's, it's really fun. Uh, I, I just went and was in the audience for an episode of that last year sometime. And yeah, like you're walking through and like, you're like, oh shit, that's, that's the 007 stage right there. Um, so, you know, you know, that, that archway that you see in all like the behind the scenes docs, like, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's where you pick up your badges to just walk on. Like, yeah. So the, the, so here, <laughs> here's the thing. Like, if I can just like peek my head in there, just to say I've been like in the 007 stage, like, you don't I, know. I, you'd have to ask it. <laughs> Here's the thing, because, okay, let me just bring this up, because I, I feel like, I don't know if it's obvious or not, um, I, for those of you that watch the Invincible podcast that James and I do uh, on Fridays, we have another one coming up uh, in a couple of days, hey, yeah. you should, but um, Vactor, who is in the chat, was our guest last week, Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, sent me sent me a DM after we're done. And he's, he's like, thanks for having me on. I said, absolutely. Uh, you, yeah. It was great. I mean, you were yeah. awesome. And he's like, he's, he said, you seem so happy. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, I was like, I am, I yeah. am. And, and I, I feel like as soon as this show started, I felt like, Oh, I don't have the same energy at all as I do mm. with invincible. And then I was thinking, I'm like sitting there watching like, a two hour and seven minute documentary about the rise of Skywalker. And it does feel like a puff piece and it does feel like they're, mm-hmm. they're sort of, it's sort of not their apology, but it's their, like their excuse hey, it's for the, why we, hey, did look, what we did. We promise you we're having a good time making this. Like, like we had to have Leia in this and this was the best way. We were so fortunate to have footage that JJ shot. Um, it, again, I'm fine with that storyline. I think it works well. Uh, uh, the more I watch the movie, the less I think about it being chopped together. The, yeah. The story, it's, yeah. 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 And then you got the issue with, you know, that's where they decided to put Rose with. And since there's not a lot of scenes, she feels like she's put in the, you know, the backseat, whatever. Uh, hey, look, they're best anyway. friends. Like, like, so they had a great time. Yeah. And I'm watching this documentary. This is really long. And it's, it feels like a propaganda thing. And I'm fine with it. I really like the, I'm there for the nostalgia bits of stuff I haven't and, seen. And they're all charming fans. people that are on camera, even like the stunt woman. Like yeah. they're all just super charming people. Yeah. That you, like it's fun to see them, but it's, yeah. you, you know what you're watching. But then I was like, they kept, kept talking about how this is the last movie. This is the last one. And I'm like, yeah, but since then we've had like a couple seasons of the Mandalorian. We've had, um, and I'm just like, and I'm thinking about all this Marvel fatigue, uh, which, uh, James or, uh, uh, Lucha Johnny mentioned. Um, I, I watched, I watched secret invasions. It wasn't good. Um, uh, and I'm like sitting here watching this thing and I'm like, do I have star Wars fatigue? Like I never really thought I did because I get really excited when Ahsoka came out. And I was going to say, when... I think the the level of excitement that you bring to Invincipod, you do have when there's new episodes of a show. Yeah, as okay. long as as long as you're enjoying the episode. 
Right. Like you, you had that for seven of the eight episodes of Ahsoka. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And then the first, the um, last one, like it, it threw you off a cliff, unfortunately. And I think that's maybe soured your thought really on the, the series. I really um, didn't I'm, care for it. And I feel bad because I wanted to, and yeah. you were excited about it. And mm. it seems like the majority of the internet was excited about it. To know it that that finale seems to be me. very divisive. Um, I, I enjoyed the finale, but we're watching yeah. through the series again at the moment. Cause uh, Liz didn't watch it as it was coming out. And we got just got past episode five and we stopped the other night and I was like, we could watch Ahsoka now or just because you've seen that stuff with Anakin, like we could go and watch the last four episodes of Clone Wars. She's never seen Clone Wars before. She watched all of had watched all of Rebels. So she'd seen Ahsoka there. She'd seen Maul there and stuff. I was like, there's an amazing story here that like one of the best bits of Star Wars is is this four, last four episode arc of the Clone Wars that I'll show you. Right. And so we watched that and she loved it. She thought it was great. It's preferred Rebels, but didn't have the context of yeah. watching seven years worth of Clone Wars, um, but thought it was great. Loved Maul. Maul is like one of her favorite TV Maul is one of that's, her favorite characters and stuff like that. Like it's, it's, that's what I it, want from Filoni yeah. is Rebels. I want that Filoni. I want the yeah. Filoni who's like, we're going to create all new people. They're going to be in a separate part of a familiar timeline. Uh, again, I'm tired of the familiar timeline and I'm ready to move forward. But I want something where it's not just every week. It's like, oh, I remember that guy from this other thing. Isn't that cool? So I, want... so I was about to say Skeleton Crew. It, that that yeah. could be that. It could be that young, fresh, like exciting adventure. It, they're, they're saying it's like an Amblin film, like that's that yeah. tone, that style. That's great. And then you, and then you said you don't want the links, and I was like, yeah, but I'm pretty sure that uh, the vein, the the pirate from Mandalorian, I think he's going to be in it. But again, like that's a nothing sort of sidey thing, I right. guess. So right. hopefully that's not a big like, isn't it connected? But I don't know that I that could give you the energy that you want. The acolytes coming, both those projects, the acolyte and skeleton crew, seem like they're going to be so different from what we've had and from each other that I'm quite excited about next year's Star Wars offerings. Because I mean, three 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 projects that should be coming next year in skeleton crew, acolyte, and and or season two. All three of them very tonally different. I think. I know that Wars is in the title, but can we just do something Star that's fun. not that? Yeah. Like, can we do like a real steel or a, a Rocky type of movie? Can we do an underdog sports movie um, that has to do with like robot boxing? Like, can Anything. we just be that? Yeah. Can, it, can I, we do like a, the, the a world. Uh, action sort of car movie like a fast and furious style movie yeah where it's smugglers that get into car chases yeah um or pod racing they're pod racers but they're thieves on the side like can we get something that doesn't have to be like jedi and (laughs) stormtroopers like the first like solo there yeah. are stormtroopers in it, and they don't even matter. They're just it like they're a just, they're, small... they're, they're they're a blip. They're an annoyance. They're they're some yeah. they're a roadblock, yeah. like literally a roadblock at one point. Like, um, like that's what I want. And Star Wars, like I guess Solo doesn't have to do with war. No, no. I guess they're sort of like there's... profiteering. War profiteering. I was even uh, Dreaded Boss is just a flat out just 
He's just a criminal. He's a, he's a criminal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the you, Empire. You want, you want Star Wars books. You want, you want the novels, but you want them on screen. Like, because yeah, all those sorts of stories happen. are there. Like, you've got to find them. They, they're actually a little bit fewer and far between at the moment. But for a long time, that was, that was the sort of stuff we were getting. And that's what I love because this is a, a tapestry. This whole world is like, it, yes, the name is Star Wars, but we take that as we know that it's it's the star wars universe and that universe right. is vast you can tell loads of different stories it would be cool and i hope and i'm thinking that maybe that's what um this next one's gonna be like the skeleton crew is gonna be something different yeah there's that game coming out called outlaws i think yeah that looks like an open world really star fun. wars game mm. i don't know if the trailer shows any stormtroopers it could be mm. wrong it might. I think it might. <laughs> Johnny says uh, Seinfeld, <laughs> but it's Star Wars. Give me a sitcom. Something. I mean, I guess apparently, like Lower Decks is doing really well cool. uh, over for Star Trek. Um, yeah. And like it's you know Star Trek's taken very seriously, and this is a, a animated series that apparently uh, is very good. Mm. Um. So let's if we do a comedy in Star Wars. Like, let's do it. Um, yeah. George was working on that show, Detours. It's done. Um, it's like, it's in the can. They yeah. own the whole thing. It's hot, like, like an entirely, hun- like a totally finished show that just it lives there and is never going to be seen. Like, yeah. But it's weird. like, weird. Here's the thing. And every time Filoni talks about Star Wars, it's so goddamn serious. Everyone loves posting TikTok video clips, excerpts of Filoni uh, interviews where he's like explaining why Anakin's the, you know, the greatest thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, We've all seen the know. Freddie Prince Jr. like and Sam Witwer like explaining character motivations and the force and things like that. And it's like, it's great to see that passion. It's the same thing that's like we're two dudes here like talking about Star Wars. We've been doing it for yeah. nearly a hundred episodes. Like it's like it's it is that passion. It's great to see that in the creatives and the people behind the scenes that they have that passion. Yeah. But it's like you don't have to take it so seriously all the time. You can have fun um, with it. Just just have fun with it. And the thing is it's like you watch George in this documentary. Yeah. Talking about Star Wars archival george talking yeah. about like how big it is and he's like i just thought of it as like a fantasy adventure yeah. like he's not he's not going deep precious in about mythology. it he's not precious he does, about it he does pull stuff from like you know joseph campbell and all this shit we've all heard of over and over and over again yeah, curse hour and but listen and, yeah. that's what that's what inspired george yeah and george gave that to someone else to take and do whatever they want. Why are we not, you know, why are we still, you know, sticking with George's vision? Why are mm. we, George would want people to do their own thing. Um, was it our interview with Gary Widow where he was saying that George saw the fork force awakens and told Bob Iger, like I already made this one. Yeah. There's nothing new. So let's do something where George would be. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, like again, we talked about how Force Awakens felt safe. They played it really safe, and then Ryan Johnson came in 
and was like, I'm going to rip it all up. Yeah. And and he went the most unsafe route. Yep. And I think a lot of it was a hit and a lot of it was a miss for me mm-hmm. personally. That's yeah. whatever. I, I, I think yeah. they were really afraid again and played Rise of Skywalker safe. But at the same time, I feel like they, they it was, maybe put too much pressure on themselves. I think it was it was a it was a Ryan Johnson turned left and so they tried to in their minds course correct when the course wasn't needing correcting. Yeah. And they went too far and they spun out, I think. Like I I enjoyed Rise of yeah. Skywalker. I think it's a fun movie, mm-hmm. but I think yeah. it's it does spin out the the trilogy and we talk about it every time we talk about any of these three movies how there is no cohesion between them um i enjoy all three on different levels i think last jedi now after watching force awakens recently and then the the two behind the scenes documentaries to the other two i'm pretty firm in saying that the last jedi is my favorite of the three um but I can see, I can see the flaws in it as well, and and I can see the flaws in in this one as well. Yeah, it's weird. We're not talking about the, we're not talking about the documentary too much, but I think we sort of said what we needed to say. Where it's like it it is a puff piece. It is a yeah. like the 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 only real behind the scenes and like making of sort of stuff that we get in it is like look at how cool the Bobby Frick miniature is and all the the. Yeah. the work that went into it and it's amazing it's so good it's it's yeah. the puppeteering of it all is excellent um and then oh, there was something else that they they re- oh, the, the stunt work and um daisy yeah. ridley's um stunt coordinator and everything like that like she was the stunt coordinator and all that and how much of a character she is and how much passion she right. had with it it's like love seeing that stuff i i want to see that from all the departments i would like not necessarily that level of passion but like that level of going into each department um i thought it was cute and they showed off all the like john williams bits and bobs and his his mm-hmm. cameo yeah. cool i'm good with that like it's it's his first and only time on camera in there make make a point of it show it off but so much of it the rest of it was like we did this is it wasn't it lovely to do this hey didn't we all have a great time doing this and this is just the story just dictated it was like it wrote itself like i was like no it didn't like come on um no they showed them trying to figure out what the MacGuffin was which seems like while they were already in production they they, they were by the with the with the dagger yeah trying to figure out how that works yeah um and and JJ and even sort of saying is like, yeah, go on. I, I know that people have a, a problem with all the MacGuffins and the fact that the dagger just happens like it's supposed to be ancient, but it yeah. lines up with something that had been thirty years ago. And uh, I can hate canon that make sense because there should added be in. erosion. <laughs> you know, yeah, the, the yeah. dish would probably eventually like break down with mm-hmm. the with the seawater. Um, I'm fine with it. I really have no, I, I mean, I don't have any issues. The, the only real issue I have with the rise of Skywalker. And I think I said it back then and I'll say it again now, because according to this documentary, it showed me that Dennis Lawson was on set a lot more than just his one second long cameo 
Yeah, it seemed like it. And he wanted to like be in an admiral uniform and things like that. Like he was on set enough to to do it behind the scenes. Like he had a talking head. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts of him being an admiral? Because I know you love Wedge just being the maverick and being, I'm a pilot. That's in my blood. Like what are your but by this point, timeline-wise, I would have been fine with him on a bridge. Um, yeah. I would have been fine with him on a bridge. Uh, I would have been fine with him in a cockpit. I would have been fine with having him at all the briefings and everything that we saw all the way through. Um, I've, but it looks I've always... like he showed up at the, at, the, at the celebration at the end. Oh, I missed that. He's on that, he's oh, on that, that, that set. Oh, that is the set. That's where, I mean, maybe that's just where they were filming the Talking Heads. That's that's my only thought is maybe he's in a flight suit. <laughs> he's yeah. he's dressed as a pilot. Yeah, and I'm like you couldn't get a couple of shots of him. Like George George flew Chewbacca him again. George flew him out to L.A. when they were shooting the the Ewok celebration because he was like, well, no, Wedge has got to be here. Like that in Return of the Jedi, like they had they had all the principles, and he was like, no, 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 Wedge Wedge is a, a big part of this. He he was a He's in all three of these. He yeah. he flew him out, and I, there's an interview with Dennis Lawson. Where he's like, "Yeah, I, I was never originally in that scene. George sort of got me out there to do that, and it's like just to give Chewie a hug. It's like let him give Chewie another yes. hug. We don't need Lin Manuel. Lin Manuel Miranda doesn't need to give Chewie a hug. Dennis Lawson needs to give Chewie a hug. Yeah, yeah. Or or like, can you imagine Wedge? What if? Okay, I want to rewrite this movie. <laughs> a movie that you love a movie that i love this is what i want to happen everyone loves it when fans rewrite movies no this is, you're, you're gonna want this to happen i mean i already do so so wedge gives chewy a hug yep chewy gives wedge the medal oh yeah wedge deserves that medal more than anyone yeah, well, maybe. No, maybe no, I'm being facetious. <laughs> but Wedge deserves a medal. Absolutely. Probably more than Chewbacca. Nothing against co pilots. No, I mean, yeah, no, prob- probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. He definitely deserves one for the second Death Star. I feel like, I feel like, yes. And he probably has one. I, we I'd like to think so. We don't know. It might be made out of Stormtrooper, like, eyes or something that the Ewoks made for him. How about this? Chewie has the medal. Uh He's cut it in half. Ah, yeah. That's just best friends. Bites it like a doubloon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they've got got two halves of medal. Amazing. Yeah, I love that. That's super cute. Um, Because they're like, and and, or like, break it into threes, like, and give uh, thirds and like, give Lando a piece as well, because they were all there. Like, like, they're the last three now. Those three in the droids are like the last bastions. Like, because none none dies in this movie, I think, doesn't he? Like, he goes down with Tanties. Um, I, I don't remember. I think, I think it looks like it. It's, it's 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 ambiguous. It's pretty ambiguous, and I don't think we see him in the celebration. So, yeah. <laughs> also, Red should be um... Red should be upset at that celebration if he's there because his adopted son just died. Um, because yeah, he's married to Snap Wexley's mum uh what yeah oh yeah 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 snap is like wedge's stepchild <laughs> all right i can't <laughs> i can't it's too much it's, I, it's I, i'm pretty much. sure it's i'm pretty sure it's wedge that gives him the name snap because his name is temin 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 wexley um uh, but yeah 
I'm pretty sure it's wedge because like he starts, he's just always like clicking. That's just a, a tick that he has. Perfect. Sure. <laughs> sure. Um, uh, but Dennis Lawson seemed seemed genuinely excited to be there. He did. He did. He didn't think he was like. I didn't think I was going to. But I don't know. You can kind of. I think tell. probably because he turned down seven. Like they, they sort of. He thought, "Oh, I've closed the door, and they're not going to ask me to come back." Right. That and felt like a JJ more. thing, though, to be like, "Come on, come on, come on, last one." Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've always had a theory about where, like, the role that they wanted but- him in in seven. And I think it's um, the role that uh, Miles ended up taking the that that general around okay. the place. Ken Liang. Um, Ken, Ken Liang, yeah. I think it was that role, like that uh, Admiral Satoru, I think it is. Maybe. Something like that. But I like that Dennis Lawson um, has been thinking about Wedge and where he thinks Wedge should have gone. Yeah. So that, that because it's always been, been like, oh, sir. he doesn't yeah, want to do it. He's just like, I don't yeah. want to. So... I mean, he he read some audiobooks back in the day. Like, he's at least vaguely aware of some of the stuff in the old EU. Like, he yeah. he did the abridged version of Heir to the Empire way back when it was like a book on tape. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I'm pretty sure he did the abridged version of at least the first X-Wing book. Um, yeah. So he's he's got it there he knows he yeah. does know this stuff he did he did voices for like one of the Rogue Squadron video games. He he was wedging at least one of those three. Um, so yeah. you know he's he'll do the job when he needs to do the job. Um, uh, so we were talking about get his nephew Ewan to give him a shout. Yeah, we we're talking about like different genres of Star Wars and like yeah. you know sports underdog, you know whatever. Um, Ian Hart said that you know Star Warsy Miami Vice Beverly Hills Cop buddy Hell private yeah. eye type film would be hilarious. He said, but the haters would hate it, and I feel like they're gonna hate it, it no matter what. Yeah. So that's the thing is it's like I want such a wide variety of Star Wars that people can just either mm. like it or not and just kind of go. You don't have to. And that's another thing about everything being canon is once things are canon, people start picking it apart like like it's it's wrong. Yeah. Like they know what should, what is right and what is wrong. Yeah. And if you do something like solo like you really can't complain about anything that's right or wrong in it because it's so removed from everything else with the exception of Darth Maul. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not tied like it's not tied to the empire. Like rogue one is it, it's not at a very specific time. So if you do stuff like that, where they can't, where the haters can't like, can it be, can it, can it be inconsistencies? Uh, near, most vice. The the beach planet from oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Andor, Neomos Vice. Yeah. Just give me a, a cool yeah. alien and a human body cop, like not or even body K2. cop, like, just pi like pis or something like that. Like yeah, or, or a K two yeah. and a and Melshi. Give me like what was Melshi <laughs> up to when we when he leaves Cassian before like season two when he's going to come back in? Um, yeah. That'd be great. More Melshi, Melshi on Neomos. As a PI, working against the the regime. Um, uh, yeah, I don't I have what else the documentary. I, I mean, it's it's like two hours and seven minutes of stuff that's not really groundbreaking, no, or earth shattering. Uh, it's it's a lot of explaining why they did what they did. 
timing is really interesting with some of the stuff with John Boyega and Naomi Aki, I thought was really interesting at the end where they're talking about how cool and great it is to see two black actors leading a revolution um, and being like the riding in as the cavalry. I thought that was a, it was an interesting point that they said, like we're the cavalry. We don't see this. Like there isn't that sort of representation normally. Yeah. And it was what, uh, a year later, less than a year later, that John Boyega's stood there in the middle of Hyde Park saying, I don't give a fuck if I've got a career after this. This is more important. It's yeah. it's something, it shows to me that it's like, it's something that's all on his mind. Like he, he grew up in some poor areas of London. Like he's, he's not like Daisy Ridley is, is a rich kid. Like she's, she's, she's doing fine. And even when she's sort of saying how like, oh, I'm not really the most adventurous person in the world. Um, it's like, yeah, no, you've, you've come from some privilege. You're great. We love you, but you've come from some privilege. John Boyega, not so much. He's had to fight and he scrapped his way to the point where he's at. So for him, whether he likes the film or not, having those moments are super cool. And I don't think it's as much as he wanted. I think he wanted the full yeah. Stormtrooper rebellion that was in the the jewel of the fate script um but it was something he got something to do there so even if it's just those scenes that he enjoys great cool i mean i mean again not to rewrite but it would have been rad if john boyega was leading like a crew like a group of first order stormtroopers in white versus yeah. those red sith ones or, like, or, or even like it makes everyone... so much more sense Instead of resistance fighters, we see her ride up with like a couple of other people. And she talks about her, all of her people are former stormtroopers. She had an entire battalion, not just one person who, and they should have like ramshackle stormtrooper armor, their old armor, like duct taped together or like, you know, with the green all over it. Rex and rebels. That's it. Exactly that. Um, like that sort of thing. And that those are the people, they're the ones fighting mix in with the resistance fighters it makes it makes so much more sense it, yeah. it it adds an arc to his character now he's especially he's as they went back there to get the horses anyway he's the new leader like they, yeah. they clearly went and picked him up so like yeah and then yeah he leads it and he could have put on some armor like doesn't need the helmet lose the helmet but like put right. on some armor because you're going into battle um yeah. maybe it's the armor with like pose jacket around it like or his new version maybe, of the, the pose jacket maybe some some more paint yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. I I mean, listen, here's the thing. You give Chris Terrio and JJ Abrams like an extra year. Yeah. Give them an extra year yeah. to sort of figure this shit out. Not not like going in with because like there is a lot from not a lot. There's there's stuff from uh the Jewel of the Fate script that is still there. Like there is there is yeah. there is elements that they get cool, that's great. Let's take that, let's rework it a little bit so it fits in with this but it's it's yeah. there are still some some of the dna there's nothing wrong with being reactionary and mm -hmm. and and hearing what the fans say and what they bitch and complain about or what they love yeah but sit on it yeah sleep on it and Give let everyone else sit on think it. about yeah i think that's the thing like yeah. they were in production on this as the other one's coming out and as those, the vitriol was coming out online, like that was an awful time to be on the internet. 
And so they are making a film with that as the only, like that's the prominent feeling on Star Wars at the moment is just, hate, 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 this was shit, this was terrible, you're ruining it, ruin Johnson, blah, 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 all that nonsense. So they're making a film with that in mind. And it's like, guys, that's not a good atmosphere. And they, and they, to be making they fired something. their original director and writer, and they're yeah, they're starting from scratch and keeping certain things and getting rid of other things. Just a mess. Should have delayed a year. Should have just delayed a just, year. Like, yeah, just just, and that's what I'm hoping Filoni does. Is like, hey, listen, if you have a plan for like a new trilogy, mm. don't come up. Don't set the release dates. No. You know, no, no, I know no. there's a big. I know there's a big scramble for release dates and studios trying to get certain weekends to release stuff it's like just people are going to show up to star wars and and people will move people will move their movies so even if like warner brother even if like other studios have locked down december 18th or whatever it is that they want to release on or may 25th ideally like um like do do the george lucas prequel model yeah come up come up with a three story arc yeah Work on one, then two, then three. Even again, even three Attack movies of the Clones where, is reactionary. Absolutely, to real world yeah. and to movies and other things. Yeah. Like though, though the second and third prequels, like people like to say, yeah, there was a unifying thing. Yes, there was. He had a, an arc, but the details aren't there. Right. Like you, all of those movies. Like there is, he had a, an idea for a trilogy, but. Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi like Leia wasn't his sister originally there was mm-hmm. another like it's like these are things that get worked out so mm-hmm. you can work it out just take your time take your time and yeah. if if there's a negative reaction to something let people sit on it for a year because mm-hmm. they might still have that opinion but it'll probably have calmed down also are they having that reaction because they haven't heard the whole story yet exactly exactly yeah so, yeah, yeah, this, this, this documentary felt like it was trying to fix something like, and it felt like trying to convince people that well. hated like, it. It, yeah. it, it, this, it felt like it was like, no, really, really, it's good. You like this one. And some of, some of the, the, the voiceover that was done and some of the way that they were cross cutting between like old interviews of Mark Hamill and stuff like that, it was like, yeah, we know that you didn't like his stuff, or that Mark, or that Luke Skywalker is meant to be a bastion of hope and all of this. And it's like, but you didn't get that in the last one, so we're doing it now. It's like, t- stop trying to convince us. Like, people can love yeah. it, they can hate it. Like, just let it be. Don't, don't pander. Reactions fine, yeah. but don't pander. I think that's that's the key. Yeah. Um, it's a shame. It's a shame because there's there's clearly um like. As, as James says here as well, and as we've talked about, it's like everyone involved was doing. Yeah. No one's going. No one's trying to make a bad movie ever. Like even the worst movie in the world, everyone involved is trying to make a bad, a good movie, and they all did a good job. I think that's the thing. It's like the sum of its parts wasn't quite as good as it could have been. Right. Um, speaking of which, mm. I am currently making a movie. You are. Uh, and, You're really and trying to make it shooting. good. <laughs> I'm really trying to make it good, dude. Like I have, I I I'll have to tell you who we have coming up. But uh, I yeah, am excited. shooting next week. 
we're we're shooting um like tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday and then wow. hopefully if we get more emails we get uh you know Monday and Tuesday and keep on going. So there's not going to be a data link next week. Um, Luckily for us. Well, I mean, for me, it's a little, it's a little sad, but also it couldn't have been a better time. Uh, This Friday is the mid season finale of invincible. So on Friday, we'll have a new Invincipod. It's really convenient Um, for me as well. Like next Friday, uh, like next weekend, I'm really busy. So it does. Yeah. I'm, it I'm works sad. out. Like Kirkman figured yeah, that out. Good yeah, plan on his part. Thank, thanks. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know, tomorrow is Thanksgiving over here, and yeah. Invincible is going to drop it around for my time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will be up on Friday at nine, so I might actually end up watching it Friday morning. I uh, before we jump watching, on and record. I'll be watching it but, Friday like daytime for me. Um, but yeah, I think <laughs> I think Mark Mark Vibbert of the Whole Dome Maneuver Pod and uh, Animation fascination uh, yep. uh asked us to be on the first to talk about invincible i'm like <laughs> can't do it or, no <laughs> and if i, I told yeah, you what i, I was doing that, that day you would understand that uh, you yes. were taking a back seat to to somebody else <laughs> um i'm not going to say who again we don't like jinxing ourselves so we can't really say who we're talking to until after the footage is in the can and done but yep. when i tell you uh if i if i were to tell you on friday you would understand and and people will will find this stuff yeah. out. Like you guys are releasing information about who you've got and stuff. Like yeah. you just announced uh, Jeff Fahey like the other day. Like yeah, it's... dude. Last last Saturday on yeah. Saturday. Okay, so Friday after Invincipod, uh-huh. uh I get a text message from Taylor, the director, and he's like, "Fahey is either available tomorrow mm-hmm. or sometime next year." you go you go with tomorrow on that one always okay i said we will figure it out yeah and so taylor who lives in oregon uh got a crew set up down here i went and visited i went up there to like sort of set things up make sure everything was good uh as far as what we're used to as far as the production goes taylor was Mm -hmm. there via zoom if you go to at casino skunk on instagram you can see the crew picture we took which uh, say he have my arm around a laptop where Taylor is zoomed in. Um, <laughs> and uh, it, it, it's one of those things where it's just like, you don't know what's going to happen. And mm-hmm. so like, I know what's happening next week. I know what's supposed to happen next week, but things may drop in, but, but yeah. So Mark, sorry about that, but I was going to say, we are sitting on another announcement uh, of someone we shot last a week ago, Monday that um that is like probably one of our biggest ones yeah and we have to make sure that certain things are cleared before we can we got to get that paperwork signed is this, that, is this the one that i know about i probably yeah probably I so. probably I know about it but yeah. it's done i can't i can't share that but we're just Ooh. like fucking chomping at the bit we're like please just just i know you're busy please just sign that paperwork we we cut out things that uh, were said uh, mm-hmm. Things that while they were being said were like, yeah, it's not going anywhere. <laughs> That's um, no game released. <laughs> so we 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 sent all the footage with the stuff they asked for to be cut out. Sent it to them. We're waiting for 
a response and the signed paperwork. As soon as that happens, like the second that happens, uh, you'll see that announcement. So hopefully that happens before Tuesday, which is our the 27th, I think is Tuesday, the 27th, 27th, our next, our next shoot, unless something else comes up. Um, and that's another big one. Awesome. I mean, next week is all big ones. Amazing. Next week, right now, we're sitting on like four people who were in the pilot who are also in the finale. Whoa. Okay. That, so, yeah, that's, that's pretty major because we're getting there. Yeah. We all, yeah. So it's like big. It's a Exciting. big week. And Mark. We will be on animation fascination. I will talk about Invincible every day and every night. Yep. Just not on the first. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Let's let's work Um, some time. We'll we'll, we'll work something out. Yeah. Yeah. The following week, I think I'm wide open, and I could get back to doing Patreon shows, and and we can get back to doing data links and stuff. And Mm -hmm. um, but in two weeks' time, we've got a regular episode as long as your schedule is available. Yes, and um, I will tell you what that is because be you mentioned favorite. something, and I looked it up while we were going here. Um, and I wanted to make it not two hours. I wanted to make it real easy. We're gonna get, we're gonna give you guys homework where when we say, "Hey, we're going live in fifteen minutes," you, you could pop this on right now and Amazing. come come uh, chat with us. And too long, so it is have one of them. <laughs> it is also an a, a, an extra on Disney Plus's Rise of Skywalker uh, uh, thing. Okay. You go to yep. Rise of Skywalker, go to Extras. It's a 12-minute piece called The Maestro's Finale. Amazing. Uh, Love is, it. This is a bonus feature about the music of John Williams. Yep. It's 12 minutes long. We get a little bit more of the stuff from this. And um, I, I love John Williams. I he's, love his music. Uh, yeah, he's the best. And, and yeah, do I still have it around here? I don't have it around here. Um, yeah, I'll talk about my Raiders of the Lost Ark tape that I got when I was four years oh, old. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I think that's all we got. So, yeah, no data link next week. Uh, Invincipod returns next week and we'll then come this back. Friday. This, this, this Friday. This yeah. Friday is Invincipod. It's the yeah, after tomorrow. season finale. So, yeah, if, if everyone is watching that, either watch it uh, over Thanksgiving, I can imagine if it. If you're be... waiting in line for Black Friday deals, yeah. Um, we'll just pop us on. We'll be talking about Invincible. Watch Invincible, you, by the way. Do people still do that? Do people still line up? Is it not just all online now? Cyber Monday's know. a thing, so I'm assuming yeah. that there's. Uh, yeah, I suppose. I don't know. We we've we've I've never had, done it. We've I've had Black Friday Black Friday over here for a while, like, and it's it. Yeah, so we get all of the deals and everything like that now, but it's still it's not it's not the mad rush that you you guys over there had. Um, I actually do celebrate Thanksgiving because it's a nice excuse to get friends around and to we all bring a dish and stuff like that and we all have a good time. Like the the, sorry, the history of it and all of that, history and all of that of it can suck a dick, but the this is great. Yeah. Like I like I like the friendship aspect of it for me. Um because everyone gets busy around Christmas. So for us it's it's nice to do it then. Yeah. Um and yeah, again, um join us on friday uh lucha johnny will be there he's very excited um and we're excited to have him uh last week we had our first guest and the factor was rad yeah Uh, and i cannot wait uh yeah stevie says it's good to be thankful i'm thankful for stevie too um (laughs) she's actually out grocery shopping during like the first (laughs) half of this 
And I feel bad because I was talking with you instead of helping her grab groceries, but um, that's okay. That's okay. I'm I okay. feel bad. I think Liz is downstairs making dinner. So, you know, we're both terrible <laughs> people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So watch these but terrible thankful, people in a couple of weeks. I'm, I'm thankful for you as my co- podcast co-host, Ralph. So, uh, yeah. Um, that's it. That's it for this week, I think. Um, join us in two weeks. We're going to talk about John Williams, and that's going to be a love fest right there, I can tell you now yeah. already. Um, yeah. If there's one thing that all Star Wars fans can can agree on, it's John Williams. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You can't. Oh. It's, you, if you try to say something bad about him, you don't, like, you're an yeah. asshole. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, yeah. 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 Cool. Right. All right. Um, until next week. Not, uh, have a nice week off uh, and until two weeks time or Friday if you join us with Invincipod don't give it to hate celebrate the love punch it